You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Welcome to The Real Wealth Show. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is going to be an interview that has absolutely nothing to do with real estate. Well, maybe a little bit. It may have a little something to do with religion because I'll be talking to my sister, Danielle. So I just want to let you know, if you are one of those people that gets offended by other people's opinions or ideas, then I would just suggest you not listen. But if you are more open-minded in hearing the thoughts and beliefs that may be different than your own, then I think you're really going to enjoy this show. So Danielle, welcome to The Real Well Show. Oh, thank you, Kathy. This is great to be here. This is my sister who is two years older. She was always my idol growing up. I thought she was the most beautiful angel. She still is. And boy, have you had a life. Yes, I have had a life. (laughs) It has been uh, interesting events (laughs) and overcoming a lot. A lot of highs and a lot of struggles. You are probably one of the strongest women I've ever met. It's been a really challenging four months, and I wanted to talk about it because the way that you have come through this, I think will bring a lot of light and hope to some of the people listening to the show today. I hope so. I could really not ask for more for what I've been through to actually have an impact and to be a help in the lives of others. That's my hope. I believe it was Thanksgiving Day. What happened? Yes, it began before that, but uh, let's just say that on Thanksgiving Day, it was impossible to ignore (laughs) that I was having extreme difficulty breathing. It had been happening for a while, but now it was getting to a very intense level. And up until that point, doctors were looking at bronchitis, flus, (laughs) just basically treating it as pneumonia. So at this point on Thanksgiving Day, I had an experience that was very scary. I was going uphill, walking to my car and couldn't breathe and started to have a moment of panic. Took a while to recover, but I I did go in to see the doctor the following Monday. Uh, Then came some news that was very unexpected. My left lung was full of fluid and crushing my lung. What followed was numerous tests for the next two weeks that revealed stage four metastatic lung cancer, which came as a total shock. And stage four lung cancer historically has not had a very good outcome. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the faces of the doctor was very revealing. It was my my life and my husband's life, Bob, changed radically from that day. This is something that maybe a lot of our listeners don't know that I've been, you know, dealing with over the last I think it's, it's been almost six months. six months not knowing if you were gonna live. Yeah. And here you are today. Here I am. And I am vibrant and full of life and full of hope and excited. And I want to share that with other people because what I've learned probably the most from this is that um, nobody can tell you what your life expectancy is. Nobody can put an expiration date on your life, no matter what a doctor tells you, no matter what things look like, how scary and daunting that thing looks. There's no one that can tell you you're going to die. Well, they can tell you, and they they did tell you that. So what do you mean by that? Well, they can, but you don't have to accept that or believe that because the reality is doctors don't have that kind of power, but they do have to cover their own behinds and have to tell you what could happen. And when they tell you that, they're basically talking about worldwide statistics, 
really to cover their own behinds. And so they do it for that reason. But it also puts something in the person that they're telling that to that can be very scary and that person can believe it and then make that happen. In my case, I did not accept that. And I said, no, I don't accept that. And I believe that it's not my time. And I'm going to do everything that I can on my part to to live because I choose to live, not die. I choose to live. That's my goal and my purpose. And here I am. (laughs) And here you are. I mean, six months later, really, the message we were told is might not make it three months. I dropped everything to spend every second I could with you because I felt I lost faith during some of it, but I would spend time with you and you would be dancing, listening to music, praising the Lord, praying. You and your husband, Bob, would go to your church and have dynamic prayer. So uh, I already warned the audience, we're going to be talking about God. So again, if you don't want to hear it, you can turn it off. But Let's talk about that because there was kind of a miracle right from the beginning. Oh, lots of miracles. And and I do want to make one distinction and that Kathy mentioned earlier that we could be talking about religion, but really for me, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's about relationship with the living God. That to me is the difference. And so my husband, Bob, and I believe strongly in that. And so from day one, we knew that we were not alone in this battle. We also have an incredible community of believers around us, including family, who was there the entire time with us, supporting and praying and encouraging. And and we were just received so much support in so many ways from friends, from family, from and even financial support that I'm just so we're so incredibly grateful for. But the spiritual part of it, that support that we had really brought so many miracles. And from day one, we were seeing those miracles. It was really undeniable to the doctors. Well, Bob first took the family and without you in the room and showed us the uh, the x-rays and it looked like it had metastasized to your bones. It looked like it had moved to your brain. It didn't look good. Uh, there were multiple tumors on my left side. And then you, I recall you saying that you had gone to your church and there was like very intense prayer. And then you went back for more tests, and some of that stuff was, or was just not there. That is correct. On, the, on my lungs and in my back on my spine, the tumor that they saw on my spine was literally gone. There was a tumor on the right side lung that was then gone, and then there were uh, at least two tumors on the left side that were gone. But there were still multiple tumors left on the, on the left side. But it was very encouraging to already see results of those prayers that we had. So it gave us encouragement going to the next step. And there were many more that followed. It's been, a, it's been such a journey of so much decision-making when you have someone you love in your life and you don't know which choice to make, right? There was alternative healing. Uh, there were people telling us to do this and that and so many decisions on which way to go. And every single time we had to decide, do we go with this alternative medicine? They're saying, don't go with traditional. Then the traditional doctors were saying, are you kidding? Don't you dare go with alternative. Both saying you won't last if you go with the other one. (laughs) It's not going to work. So how were you able to know which way to go? Oh, it was difficult. There were so many choices. And of course, my preference was that I would just be healed. (laughs) That We wouldn't have to deal with any of it. But the reality is we had to make a lot of decisions along the way. So 
there was another option of a medicine that was available to me through Kaiser. And that was a medicine that targeted a specific mutation that I have. It's called the ALK mutation. And this particular medicine targets that. And only 3 to 5% of the population with lung cancer has this particular mutation. So we chose that, knowing that it was a risk and knowing that it may not be effective and then I may not be here in a few months. It, it was very possible. We went along and, and, and did that, and it was actually uh, very effective the medicine. And so along with the many prayers and constant prayers, the backing of our church, we were able to see a huge response. So when I had my repeat PET scan, which show the existing tumors and how effective the medication was, there were virtually no more tumors. And the one that was the most incredible was the one that was the brain on my frontal lobe, my right frontal lobe. The tumor was gone. So whether that was a miracle of God or effective medicine, which is very rare that it would be able to penetrate that brain blood barrier, was um, miraculous. So for that to be gone, plus um, the majority, virtually all the tumors was incredible. So incredible that the doctors were absolutely baffled and are still really um, scratching their heads at how effective that medication was. Cancer is very, very sneaky. It hides. I still have fluid, the same amount of fluid building up in both, now both of my lungs and around my heart, which has not changed. So there is something causing that. However, we are testing and the next step would be to pursue chemo and making sure that that is the next right step. Because right now there's no sign of cancer in your body. There is no detectable cancer in my body yet. Very recently, I almost lost my life. I came very close to losing my life just due to the fluid around my heart pressing on my heart and to where it almost stopped. So it became a very life-threatening situation, and I came very close to losing my life, but it was not my time, and we had many prayers around us, and so I came out of that, and here I am. <laughs> and now, it's several weeks later, I am feeling very strong. And you're eating a lot of good food thanks to your hubby. He's oh, juicing and that's a huge part of it is you know really taking care of oneself, you know, physically and eating the right foods and what what kind of foods do you recommend? And I mean what how did you shift? Whole foods, foods in their natural form, as much fresh organic food as you can possibly eat. The main point is just to keep the food in my body, I have to eat about six times a day. That is giving me the strength that I need to build back and to fight. Where do you get your, this strength? Because this isn't your first time. You're a three-time cancer survivor. That is right. This is not my first rodeo. And that is my mantra now. You know, I faced this monster before uh, when I was pretty young, 20 years old. So three different kinds of cancer now. At 20, Hodgkin's lymphoma. At 37, breast cancer. and now is lung cancer. So the second two are very likely related to the treatments from the first. Yeah, back yeah. then, uh, they didn't know what they know today, and, and they radiated the heck out That's of your right. chest. Right, radiation. And so, of course, there are side effects. And so one of the side effects was most more than likely was the breast cancer and now the lung cancer. So um, the positive thing for me spiritually, because that is my foundation in my life, is my spiritual life and my relationship with God, that is a huge part of who I am. 
and my strength. And that is where I continually draw from the strength of my faith. I know that I'm not alone. I know that I have a big God who's bigger than this cancer and who um, fights for me. I'm a fighter myself. I will never back down. I will never give up. I don't give up hope, but I know that I have a big God fighting for me, and that's huge to me. Cancer is very small in comparison to a big and powerful God. What is it like to face death in the face? I look at it as death has been conquered. That is where my faith comes in with Jesus Christ, is that Jesus came and conquered death. I know where I'm, I'm going, as I have a purpose on the earth to be here. And so I look at it as the number of days that I'm on the earth, it's in God's hands. And so if, if I have a purpose to be here, then God will have me here. And I believe I have a purpose. So I want to fulfill that purpose. And by that, I want to encourage other people to have hope, because hope is so important. Hope is everything. Without hope, you really don't have life. And I want other people to have that hope because it's very easy to lose that. We have so many things coming at us. It doesn't have to be cancer. It can be many different things. It could be depression. It could be the pressures of this world, not measuring up. It's very easy to, to lose hope in life. It's a powerful thing and it's a life-giving thing is hope. And so I want to be an encouragement to other people not to ever lose hope, no matter how dark it looks no matter how scary, no matter how hopeless a situation looks, there is always hope. There's always hope. There's a new morning. There's a new day. And to never, to never give up. And to stay in community is huge. To be isolated is a terrible thing because you feel like you're the only person going through that particular thing. But if you are in a community of people, then you have others to lift you up. I have the privilege of being an incredible church community. Vive Church in Palo Alto is where I go. It's an incredible community. And I have an incredible family, my incredible sister, my incredible husband, my incredible family supporting me, and many friends, so many friends. And I just want people to know that it is so important to have a community and a family and to stay connected, especially in a day and age where it's so easy to become isolated. And I mean, how do you suggest? creating that community because people do feel very isolated, very alone, um, even if their family is close by and maybe they don't have family close by. I mean, how, how do you plug in to an area that may be new to you or even some people who've lived in the same place for a long time haven't created that community? So what do you suggest? True. I mean, I think you really do have to seek it out. I mean, it'd be wonderful if it just fell into your lap. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, there, oh, there are so many opportunities to connect with people. And, you know, sometimes it comes your way. In fact, we have those opportunities that come our way every day. But, you know, really, we do have a part, a huge part in that and a responsibility really to, to seek it out as well. And so I would say anything that you are passionate about, that you love, that you can connect with other people, do that thing, whether it's hiking, walking, um, bicycling, you know, whatever brings you together with people, writing, you know, exercise, dance, um, for men, you know, lifting weights, whatever it is, you know, that connects you with other people. But also there's community in, in so many different ways. Um, giving, uh, giving to other people is huge because really the best way to get outside of yourself and your own problems is to actually give to other people, to contribute to other people's lives and to lift other people up. And 
there's so many opportunities to do that every day. And church community is incredible because it's completely built around that, around giving and supporting and lifting people up and giving back to your community and others. And to me, that is something we have to say yes to and actually push ourselves sometimes out of our comfort zone and get out there and be part of something. And that way we grow and we're not isolated. And then we can share with other people who are going through similar things. And we can encourage other people as well and lift them up. So we live in a world that requires money. And anytime you have an illness, it can drain the bank accounts. How do you stay faithful and hopeful and positive when the bank accounts are drained? Oh, that's a good question. That's a scary thing. I think most people have fear around money um, and provision and having enough. That's, I think, common to everyone. So I would say even before facing cancer this time, you know, that was an issue and just paying the bills. And then now you suddenly get this catastrophic sort of situation, life-threatening situation. And and you say, it's very daunting. And you say, how am I going to pay these bills? And so suddenly I can't work. And the bills were so much more than what was coming in. So especially when we were pursuing, you know, more natural methods of medicine, it was out of pocket. And then the bills continue. And so really, that's, again, where faith comes in. There were people who stepped up. You're one of them, Kathy. And so many uh, incredible people, friends um, from all over the place that I still haven't had the opportunity to thank everyone who stepped up and, and contributed financially. That was just incredibly encouraging. It's really uh, a faith walk in that way of what's going to be next for that provision. But it, it shows up when you least expect it and wonder where it's going to come from and how that next bill is going to be paid, that next thing does show up. And that is part of the faith walk of trusting that it will show up. And that is happening. And it continues to happen. I've never met anyone with so much faith and so much strength as you, my sister, Danielle. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I look up to you, my little sister. She's my little sister, but I've always looked up to her because I honestly could never do what you do. And I always have admired you, Kathy, and you know that. And I don't know, maybe you need to know that more, that I've always looked up to you. You're incredibly brave and strong and have the biggest heart I've ever seen. And you have been there for me like, like I could never imagine. My husband has been by my side the entire time and my family. And Kathy, you stepped up unbelievably. And we had the most incredible bonding time. And I feel closer to you than ever. Well, we had way too much fun considering the circumstances. Bob's like, you girls are acting like you're on vacation. (laughs) It really did feel like vacation with Kathy. Going from juice bar to juice bar, an organic restaurant to organic restaurant, and walking on the beach and getting fresh ocean air. And um, I thought, really? Do I I, I have a life-threatening disease? This is way too much fun. But sure enough. (laughs) (laughs) Reality hit. When you were very close, very close to not making it in in the hospital, I I feel like it was at that point that you maybe finally understood how much you're loved. Oh, it was overwhelming. It was just so overwhelming. I felt so loved that I could hardly even contain it. I just felt so much love and so connected to God and to others and just bursting with joy and thankfulness. It just it wouldn't stop. It was just overflowing on everybody around me. And it was incredible. I still feel that, but it was at such an intense level that 
everywhere I went, I just had to pour out on people how beautiful they are. And I just had words of encouragement for everyone because I felt so much love. I was so filled with love that it was just pouring out of me onto other people. And I want to continue that throughout my life. I just, I feel like that could be your your future and why you, you're still here is for people to truly understand that it's not just you that gets no. to experience that love, no. that we are all so loved and just don't know it. Absolutely. We're all incredibly special. And that's one thing that I've been shown is that every single person is so incredibly special and specially made and has, their, has gifts that no one else has. We need to remind each other of that and affirm that in other people. It's a powerful thing. Bob, Bob's sitting over here and he's like, don't, no. But I do. Uh, one of the things that's come out of this experience for me is a renewal of my faith, watching your faith. And the power of your prayers is electric, that uh, there have been miracles in my life as a result of the prayers that you were somehow able to summon up for me when you were <laughs> fighting for your life. Um, so I just wanted to know if you would like to lead us in a prayer here, I, just for our listeners. And Bob, if you want to join us, it would be beautiful. Would that be all right? Well, sure. I do have something I'd like to okay, say. Okay, Bob said he's going to say something. What I have to say through all this is that this experience, I mean, we're still in this fight. But I, I'm, I'm sitting here uh, watching two women that, um, to me, are extraordinary. And I've been heartbroken through this. It's been difficult. My wife, she's been close to death. Um, I see this daily. And I'm the one that's supposed to be lifting her and, and keeping her positive and things like that. But she lifts me every single day. And I'm down more than she is. So that's the extraordinary thing that I see. And I, I see God in that. And, and Kathy is an extraordinary uh, businesswoman, and to see the things that they've achieved uh, in this short period of time together and uh, uh, the love that they have now that they can express and exude to, other, um, to everyone. But, but I just see a special uh, something moving forward to help women in, in this especially. I, I just witnessed this, and I'm seeing something that could be very special in both of them. So, and for me, I've seen, I've known God's miracles in my life, and I've I've seen them firsthand now, um, again and again and again. And um, I'm sure that's going to continue in in all of our lives. But um, I just uh, I look at my wife every day, and I'm just in awe of who she is and how God works through her and in her. And I believe that she will beat this cancer that uh, doctors have told all of us that, uh, you know, you, the graph show you won't make it. Um, but that is not acceptable to us. And again, like Danielle said, that uh, we just don't accept that. We don't accept those Western medicine ideas. So I just want to um, just let all of you know that uh, it's just watching these two women are, are just amazing and it, it brings hope to me and smiles to me and I watch it every day and I don't get to see Kathy every day. It's just been quite a journey. It's been up and down. It's not been a roller coaster. It's been straight up and straight down and you're going to beat this. You're not, you know, with something new. It's just been up and down. It's just, that's been the toughest thing for me. 
to see, you know, the woman that I love, my wife, to, to go through those up and down things. But she's been positive and she knows God's in her life and that um, she will prevail. So that's what I see every day. So I just want to encourage others that might have an undefeatable cancer. Let's just use that as the example um, or something that they're dealing with that might feel um, as daunting, but there's always hope. Uh, I'm witnessing it every day. So just know that and know that it's there and search for it. Don't give up. Uh, continue to be positive. I think for me that's the been my most difficult thing is to stay positive with how heavy this all is. So, But it, there, we've seen so many miracles. It's just it's we laugh sometimes of of what we see and what's happened. So I just want to leave that as encouragement to others and thank everybody for their uh, persistent help and, and support. So can we do a prayer for our listeners? Sure. Okay. I've never done this, but let's do it. Okay. All right. So Lord, um, we just are thankful. Well, let's just start there. We're, we're thankful for who you are and what you've done and the miracles that we've uh, seen and experienced uh, I want people out there to know that God is real and the battles are real. And when someone tells you that there is no hope, that uh, we disagree with that because uh, Jesus is our hope, who we are going to live for moving forward. And we know that he is with us and that nothing is unattainable or unreachable. So you are our hope. You are our provision. And we say yes to that. We're in agreement with that. And so I just thank you for healing my wife, and we are going to say, yes, you're healed, and that's how we're moving forward. So we're thankful for that and thankful that we have a place that we can go to do that and to have that. I just want to agree with that and just say thank you so much. I just give you all the honor and praise to everything that you've done for us. I believe um, that you will continue to, to lift us up and to bring about this healing that's in progress and that we will continue to see miracles daily. And I look forward to the day when every test is cancer-free. But I just lift up everyone who is going through something difficult and something challenging and something that seems impossible or just so dark. Uh, I just want to speak hope into every person, every life, to just be renewed and to be empowered and to be strengthened because hope is alive, hope is real. Uh, hold on to it, never let go of it. Um, know that you are here for a purpose, created for a purpose, and don't ever give up and don't ever let go of uh, the fact that you have a calling on your life. Each of us has a calling on our lives and to see that that be fulfilled. God is good. Mm -hmm. He is good to us and for us, and we know that we will get on the other side of this. And Amen. <laughs> This interview was especially timely as we lost one of our dear colleagues and a Real Wealth member last month. Geraldine Berry was the founder and president of the San Jose RIA. She was a highly respected real estate investor and leader in the San Francisco Bay Area. In fact, Geraldine and I ended up starting up two of the largest real estate investment groups nearly simultaneously without even knowing about each other until one day we met at a self-directed IRA event and became fast friends immediately. She invited me to speak at a real estate club many times and then ended up selling that company and came to work at Real Wealth Network for a time. 
Some of you may have had the wonderful opportunity of speaking with her. She then went back out on her own to be a consultant, but mostly she was committed to her family, her two children, and local charities. Her sudden death came as a great shock to all of us who love her. So remember, life can be short. Live each day like it's your last. Here's to wishing you life full of real wealth. Thanks for joining me here. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is The Real Wealth Show. And many of people have asked, so if you would like to give any donations to my sister while she's going through this cancer battle, you can find her on GoFundMe with the topic of Help Danielle Live. Again, that's Help Danielle Live on GoFundMe. Thanks again so much for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.